0: Good morning, everyone. Happy Feast of Pentecost. Uh, There's so much I want to share with you today. Pentecost is one of the richest uh, days in our theology as a church, and it's just an incredible day that God has made. And there's so much I want to share with you, I I can't share it all. I would encourage you, I know uh, uh, Dr. Tim Gray did a Q&A on Pentecost on Formed. I'd encourage you to check that out and just learn more about this amazing feast day today. Today I feel a certain heaviness, uh, yeah, a heaviness, a sadness. I'm sure we all feel it. Our country right now uh, is in a place that's really awful um, with a terrible death of George Floyd. There are riots all across the United States happening in the night. Uh, There's a lot of unrest. There's a lot of fear. There's a lot of distrust. Um, And all of us should feel that. And we should feel that we're uh, somehow supposed to be part of the solution to this. And so we want to pray for that today. And I want to talk to you about how the Feast of Pentecost can speak to us about the problems we have, not just now, but how we always have these problems as men and women, and how God can do something new. But also the way that we're called to be a part of that. So Father Mike uh, studied with the Jesuits in high school, a little bit in college, right? Didn't you go to, yeah. And so the founder of the Jesuits, St. Ignatius of Loyola, Was very pessimistic about human nature in a lot of ways. Uh, Some ways he was more optimistic. But one of the things he says in the spiritual exercises is is he says, when God, the, the Blessed Trinity, looks out at the world and he looks down, what he sees, when he sees human the human race, he says, they wound, they kill, they go down to hell. They wound, they kill. They go down to hell. There's a lot of brokenness out there, and what St. Ignatius will talk about is that when God sees our terrible condition, out of mercy and love, of course, he comes to save us and to mend what is broken. And today I want to talk to you about Pentecost is the great feast of the church. Pentecost is the day that God gave birth to the church through the Holy Spirit. Uh, and today is a day of unity. Uh, the church and I love this if, if you paid attention to our first reading from Acts of the Apostles, one of the things I love is that we oftentimes we have these programs, and we think, how can we make the church better? How can we uh, improve things? And that's a good thing. That's not bad. We should do that. And even as non-Catholics out there, a lot of people will say, well, how can we achieve great things in this world? And one of the things we want to achieve is unity. Unity is a wonderful thing, and the church is a union. It's a communion. How do we do that? I remember a couple of years ago, Mark Zuckerberg, the head of Facebook, uh, I read an article where he was interviewed and he talked about how Facebook was becoming what churches used to be. And that Facebook was this great unifier. And that it was bringing people together into different kinds of communities and new types of communities. And don't we all today, don't we all know that's not true? When we look at the divisions right now in our country and across the world and all the the, the terrible things out there, don't we know that Facebook can't solve that? And don't we know that technology in general, technology is neutral, it's fine, it's good in many, many ways, but technology cannot create unity among mankind. It can't do it. Here in Acts of the Apostles, chapter 2, is where we're at in our first reading. And St. Luke tells us there were dwelling in Jerusalem, Jews, devout men, from every nation under heaven. From every nation. And what Luke wants to tell us, and I love this, brothers and sisters, is that it's easy to think we have these programs and we can, we can reach unity. If we have this happen and that happen, we can reach unity, and that's something we should strive for. But God has promised that the ultimate unity, the communion of mankind, and especially in the church, is not a human achievement. And we can be foolish sometimes to think that you and I can achieve something that God has promised that only He can do. So there are devout men from every nation dwelling in Jerusalem, In other words, when the day of Pentecost comes and when the Holy Spirit falls, the church is Catholic from its first moment. The word Catholic means universal. From the Greek, of course. It means universal. And the church did not start as this. I'm reading this book right now by um, a sociologist. And he's talking about the rise of Christianity and how did it spread so fast and become so powerful. And it's an interesting book. But what St. Luke tells us is that the church didn't start small and with a very unique group of you know, kind of isolated ethnic people and then become something that reached the world. St. Luke tells us today when the Holy Spirit falls, the church is Catholic from the moment of its birth. It is universal. And I want to challenge you today about that. You and I, as Catholics, we have something to offer the world, but only from God. I was telling our uh, folks who came into the church last night, praise God, last night we minted 19 new Catholics. It was amazing. Uh, Super beautiful. 19 new Catholics. But one of the things I was telling them last night is we're always looking for that communion. We always want to be in relationship with others. In the presbyterate here, that means the, the priests in Denver, we're always trying to find unity. There's different age groups. There's different personality types. There's different kind of, I don't know, groups within the priests of Denver. And so... Every year we have this meeting of all the priests, and we think, how can we be more united? And so let's break out of our little clubs. And so you go to this meeting, and they assign you tables, and they make sure you're not sitting with your kind of friend group, right? And you are, it's always kind of awkward. You're like, I go to this meeting every year, and I'm like, don't really know the priests feel a little awkward around some of these guys. And I'm like, so you're a priest, huh? <laughs> cool. You like Jesus? Me too. Awesome. (laughs) Right? We we try to find this unity. And then the highlight of the week is 125 priests all go to a bowling alley. It is hard to imagine something more fun than that. That's better than a barrel full of monkeys, a a, uh, bowling alley full of priests. Look out. (laughs) Anyway, that's not how unity happens. That's not how unity happens. The way real unity happens is a gift of God. That's how it happens. And the Holy Spirit, brothers and sisters, the Holy Spirit wants to work through us right now in the world. The world right now is so at odds with with itself. It's so divided. And you and I as Christians... We have a, a word to speak to the world. That God can bring about a unity. That through the Spirit, we can be transformed. And We can find that, that communion with each other. Pope Benedict has a great quote about this, as always. Pope Benedict, he talks about how sin divides us, and he says this. He says, the essence of original sin is the split into individuality which knows only itself. Hear that again. The essence of original sin. If you had to describe original sin, what would you say its essence is? Pope Benedict says the essence of original sin is the split into individuality which knows only itself. Sin divides us, right? It, it keeps us from loving each other. It breaks down communion. That's what it does. So how do we achieve communion and what is, what is today about? And I want to point to you today, if you're at home with your Bible, get your Bible out and pull out. It says, walk by the Spirit and do not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the spirit and the desires of the spirit are against the flesh. There's a battle going on and the battle is not just out there. It's right inside of you. There is a battle you are called to, brothers and sisters, and the battle runs right through that center of your heart. The spirit wants to drive you a certain direction and your flesh wants to drive you another. What do we mean by the flesh? St. Paul talks about that here. He says the works of the flesh are plain. Immorality, impurity, licentiousness. Right? Licentiousness means I can do whatever I want to do. There's a lot of that in our culture right now. The works of the flesh are plain, immorality, impurity, licentiousness, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, anger, selfishness, dissension. And my favorite line in here, every time this comes up, if you're lords, you know I always say this, but the, the other one St. Paul mentions, the work of the flesh is party spirit. What does that mean? Party! Woo! Right? No, that's not what it means. Party spirit means division. It means I belong to this party or to that party. I belong to this group or that group. That is a work of the flesh. But the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience. Kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self control. Against such, there is no law. Here's how unity happens, brothers and sisters. Unity happens when my selfishness, when my pride, and my jealousy die. The real problem with division is not external to me, it's right inside of me. And how could our country, how could we be divided? Could we ever be divided if we fixed all kinds of problems, but every one of us had hatred and jealousy and selfishness in our souls? We will never achieve unity or peace that way. The Holy Spirit of God calls us to crucify our passions and our desires. Paul finishes the section he says, those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Unity is a, a beautiful thing. It's a holy thing division, and hatred, and violence, right? These things are tragic. God calls us to a unity, and brothers and sisters, as Catholics, today we have to ask for the Holy Spirit to work in each one of our hearts, and when that happens, God creates his church. A church that does not belong to any nation, to any race, to any language. But it is the home of all of humanity. And so Jesus, today, Lord, we pray for our country. We pray for an end to division, for an end to hatred. Lord, we pray that in your church, you would purify the hearts of all of us. That the sin inside of us would die, and that we would live by the Spirit. That that would create unity within the faith, within the church, and that the church might bring healing to our culture. Jesus, send out your Spirit, and renew the face of the earth.